The following program contains coarse language and nudity. Discretion is advised. Hey there, folks. This is Kristen Williams with another Trans Advocate podcast. And today we have misplaced a podcaster. What the hell? I don't know. I think she's between Phoenix and Houston someplace. So you know how that works. I don't know whether you've noticed, but they're still counting votes in Phoenix. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Robin seems to be in the air somewhere above America. And uh, hi, Robin. We miss you. But we do have... Alexis. Alexis. And uh, I'm here to be pissed off. Pissed, pissed off that we Wait, did because not we have, won? Because no, we no, won. we had a blue... We didn't have a blue wave, and, and all of my candidates didn't win. Not every single so, bad guy was elected out, so I pissed. Ah. Should we go through, like, the 80 judges that won? No, that doesn't matter, because my guys didn't all win, and everything that I wanted didn't happen. <laughs> Yeah, okay, so we have to do a different podcast. Uh, <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's extremely prescient uh, of us, I must say, to have had a podcast where we went into the election, where we went, you know, just FYI. Not everyone's going to win. Exactly. <laughs> and I know, God, I know we have all put in all of this time and energy into fighting for, you know, overcoming and resisting. And even so, not everyone is going to make it over because that's politics and that's how things work. Yeah, and here in Texas, it's, it's really like we had three or four elections that hmm. just happened to be on the same day. You know, we, we had a Harris County election, which was went one direction. We had a statewide ere- election that went a totally different. Did you just start to say a statewide election? <laughs> <laughs> I did start to. And my mind had gone someplace else, so we won't go there. Uh, we had a statewide election yes. <laughs> that uh, went a different direction. Then we had sort of like the Texas national election mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that yeah, it went good, bad, indifferent, uh, you know. Some good, some bad sort of thing. And and then there seemed to be just a couple weird ones like the ballot propositions that we had. Right. That uh, went sort of a strange <laughs> direction. So it's yeah. almost like you have to look at it as, as four elections. The, yes, someplace. the Brian Kemp's of the world are still there. We still have, you know, carbuncles on the ass end of justice and equality. Uh, but that's always going to happen. Believe it or not, no matter how hard you fight, there will always be some shithead out there who exists to malign you, to work against you, because that's what, you know, that's that's how things work. Well, and besides that, if there wasn't anybody that... And we all just thought alike... Comrade! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If there wasn't anybody on the opposite side, how would you know you were doing good? <laughs> I mean, I mean, let's look, look, look at it, for instance. Here in Harris County, we pretty much had a Democratic sweep. Uh, I oh, think yes. there were a couple people that weren't elected, but not very many. And, and, and hey, I want to talk, like, stick with Harris County for a little bit, because, like... Seriously, I've heard some bullshit online <laughs> about some things in Harris County. So, oh, yeah. 
Yeah, but but with Harris County, virtually all of the judges that were on the ballot in Harris County ended up winning as Demo- <laughs> the Democratic judges. What that really means is that we went, well, we will in January, mm-hmm. go from a county where transgender people really could not successfully get gender that's right. changes, name changes, et cetera. They weren't treated well in the courts to mm-hmm. a county that's going to be almost the opposite. Yes, yes. And, so for, and I, I was just, listen, like folks, it was back in the 90s when I was at a trans group and Phyllis Fry comes in to give us, give us the lay of the land now in Harris County because of Stephen Hotze. Because Stephen Hotze found out from, according to Phyllis, the first Baptist church in Pearland told Mr. Hotze that some of his judges were giving them their trannies name and gender changes. And uh, Hotze, you know, met with his judges and informed them, allegedly, that if they continue to give name and gender changes, then He's just going to run people against them, and they'll be out of a job. And he would run them in the primaries. So he'd primary uh-huh. them. Now, what we've had is that uh, Jared Woodfull, who pretty well Another is associated asshole. with Hotze in, in most things that they do, it seems like, would even show up in courtrooms when someone was asking for a gender change mm-hmm. and sit there and pretty much signal the judge by shaking his head heavily, no, don't do it, and the judge yep. would deny it. That's um, what I've heard. And my guess is that the judges that are going to be in after January, <laughs> Woodfull could Jared show up. He can up, show up all he wants. his head left, right. They're like, it won't uh, matter. Get, get that person over there as a medical help. He seems to be having some trouble. His face is all red. He's making weird faces at me. See if he needs some help. Escort him out. Now, now on Facebook, I seem to have been answering lots and lots of um, posts that that say, "Oh, it won't make any difference." Warning! Warning! Bullshit alert! It's time for the Alexis bullshit meter. Bullshit! 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 That is so wrong, oh, you these, would not believe. These must believe. be the same people who go, you know, both sides are just exactly alike. There's no, no reason to They, they, they sort of hate the other side. But <laughs> apparently some lawyers are telling various people, these are not necessarily their lawyers, but their friends who are lawyers, that, oh, it won't matter because there's precedence in Harris County that wait, they wait, just don't do that. There, there's what? Precedence. In Harris County. In Harris County. That's a quote. Oh, wow. And and we all know that, you know, most legal decisions are based on precedence. Well, not in this case. <laughs> and then we have people like Jerry Simino, who actually have posted in some of our groups, Hi, informing Jerry. people that now <laughs> we're going to have very good hearings in, in his court and most of the other courts, and that most of the things that we've had problems with just won't be a problem after the yeah, first of the year. Yeah, I mean, my gosh, this is like we're sitting here talking on the Trans Advocate podcast about our good friend, you know, Jerry, who <laughs> posts in our trans groups. He was just, at the Unity Banquet and having a good time, yes, too. Yes, yeah. The, and, the and, and several others are, too. <laughs> And, and, you know, he decided that he needed to make that post, and, uh-huh. and, and that was really cool. And I think it's going to be really interesting to see how people on the uh, evangelical <laughs> right... <laughs> 
deal with this because oh, they're going to fucking they, lose their minds. There aren't any judges they can go to because they're all gone. Yeah. I mean, this to me, like this is a breath of fresh air, like having gone through the loss of hero and then Trump and all of this stuff coming from Jared and Hotsey and all of those cast of creeps, those ghouls who, you know, just had such glee over the things that they were doing to us, the things that they were publicly saying about us, not only us, but school children, even, you know, that this is their reality. Now they have to face this reality. And and, and the people who had all of the power in Harris County courts have none. (laughs) I mean, seriously, it's, it's from, Totally controlling everything to no access. No, no. What was this about a judge in Harris County? He was like all pissed off because he lost his seat and he came in and he was like, I'm just going to let everybody go because I don't care. Well, I saw that. Uh, (laughs) Well, there there are two judges in Harris County that have been responsible for most of the people who are detained by uh, Child Protective Services and they've actually filled up the juvenile detention centers. And to the point where it, it's ridiculous. And there's been some questions about why they're doing it, etc. One of those judges just let everybody go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh, he, okay, he lost. Okay. He won't be in charge anymore. But, but so after just... losing his bench in a Democratic sweep, Harris County Juvenile Court Judge Glenn Devlin released nearly all of the youthful defendants that appeared in front of him on Wednesday morning, asking the kids if they wanted to kill anyone. Uh, <laughs> and he says he's he's all pissed and like you know rage quitting. He's like he says apparently he's saying that's what the voters wanted. <laughs> and and you know. The, the fact is, if there are problems, they'll be back soon. Mm-hmm. And, and the new Democratic judges can deal with them and will probably do a better job, in my opinion. Uh, there, there's, there's so many areas that uh, were replaced. It's, it's truly unbelievable. I mean, even up through the uh, Court of Appeals and, and other courts, it's just amazing because it was a true sweep. In the judges' side, and and the fact is that the judges are the the politicians that you're most likely to deal with on a daily basis, um, and and you know it, it there's going to be some trip stumbles and falls right after it starts because mm-hmm. one of the problems from my standpoint and it is a problem is that most of the lawyers I might be willing to go to are now judges, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and so it's sort of like wow. Who didn't run and who didn't get elected here? Well, speaking of elections, I want to give another shout out to another trans advocate friend who just became a Texas legislator. Uh, that would be jo- John Rosenthal. <laughs> you got to get the name right. You were laughing about me almost I know, right. Speaking. John Rosenthal. <laughs> uh, he defeated uh, Gary Elkins in the race for District 135. So, so who is that? I don't think I know him anymore. John Rosenthal. All right. John Rosenthal. will never see him again. John Rosenthal, I know. Now, Elkins, I, you know, I've never heard of him after this. But, yeah, John did really, John worked himself to death on yes, this. Yes, he did. And lots and lots of people supported him. And I am so happy John won. Yeah. And, you know, I, folks, I, if you want to get an idea of who John is, uh, he, we had him on the podcast a few episodes back. I'll be 
sure to link it in the show notes for this episode. But it, it, it was a blast. He had just such uh, an open, honest and like direct, no bullshit kind of personality. And the other thing about it is one of John's strong uh, positions is that we need to do something about education in Texas. Uh, yeah, I think we do. I mean, <laughs> there's no question. And, and he has a very radical idea about that. He thinks we should actually teach our kids facts. Oh, no, 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 no. We should not do that. Uh, you know, we need to take all of the colors out of our books and put Noah back into it as a fact and remove evolution. Yeah. And, and you know, it, it, it's the type of thing where I, I really think he will be good in those areas. And I hope he gets a mm-hmm. lot of stuff there. He also is uh, somewhat of an anomaly for the uh, Texas legislature in that he's an engineer. Hmm. He's not a lawyer. Right. And and that should be something that uh, the lawyers have have to get used to dealing with, shall we say. Yes. Okay. I, I get you understand that you can, there's, there's laws and stuff, but I can tell you how things actually work here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're, you're saying you, and specifically whenever it comes to things like pipelines and stuff, he knows what the fuck he's talking about. Like on a practical level, <laughs> and 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 if he doesn't, he'll actually go find out, right? Which is you know sort of the strange thing. Dealing it, with facts. Oh my gosh. Yeah, hmm. that that is one of John's problems. <laughs> but I'm I'm really happy that that you know he made it through, and and not everyone that I was supporting made it through. But once of again, course. that's the way it works in politics, right? We ha- we had someone who uh, hell we've given an award to, who did not win. Um, because, uh, he happened to be a Republican. One of the ones that, uh, in my opinion was, uh, not, uh, batshit insane, um, and really reasonable. And whenever it came to dealing with, uh, emergency situations, for instance, Harvey, he did the trans community and the rest of the community, well, I mean, he treated us right and made sure that there wasn't uh, discrimination, bigotry. He wasn't, you know, uh, that if we needed medication, it would be available. All that stuff. He made sure that and he we made would... sure that people could could get IDs very easily Absolutely. if they needed replacement IDs and things, which was one of the big things. So you know, I, I'm sad that we had that. Uh, you know, I, again, I certainly. Did not get every person uh, elected. I didn't get to see every person elected that I wanted to see elected. But, you know, to cry and moan and whine that, you know, like not every person I wanted out uh, didn't get out. And every person that I wanted in didn't get in is unreasonable. Yeah, but if, if you're sitting in Harris County, Texas... You got a complete slate of judges. You got mm-hmm. most of the county officials. I think that voter suppression in Harris County, Texas is over. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Diane, Diane Troutman won. I mean, for, for the longest time when all sorts of weird stuff was going on as we're leading up to the election and someone's like, what can we do about this? I'm like, vote for Diane. <laughs> and, and it sounds funny, but it's true. She's now in charge of all that. And yeah. I just can't imagine that it'll be tolerated. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think... <laughs> Like voter accessibility is not going to be the huge issue affecting the vote. And 
It wouldn't surprise me if things started going wrong if Diane started showing up at the polls. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> and that sort of thing, because she, she just doesn't put up with that sort of thing. Well, I want to end our little politics so, discussion. So, so wait, wait, I got to finish. Yeah, so yeah. you're sitting here in Harris County. You know, you got your, your concerns about voter suppression are probably gone. Your judges mm-hmm. and your concerns about the courts are probably mm-hmm. gone. Mm-hmm. You got some good people that were added to the Texas legislature. Right. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you have Lizzie who won, uh, Lizzie Fletcher. Culberson, being Culberson. That, that beat Culberson that's basically going to the uh, U.S. House. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. Now, oh, no, it's not It's not perfect. We, we Therefore, did not, it's all shit. We, we still are <laughs> going to have Ted Cruz as our senator. That's not a good oh, point. Uh, we still have... The three evils, that's my opinion, as, as uh-huh. the head of the state. Yeah, one indicted. <laughs> yeah, one indicted still. Who knows? So, he may end up going to jail. You know, I, I, what so, I was going to say is I wanted to kind of end our election spiel with um, talking about the uh, elephant in the room, or I guess the donkey in the room in this case, which would be Beto. Yep. You know, um, uh, I, I know... So many people had it, had had it in their hearts and worked hard, wanted Beto to get in. Uh, he did way better than I was expecting. Certainly, me personally, I hoped that he would get in. I thought that probably he would come in, you know, if he did real good, maybe five points uh, behind Cruz and probably more like 10 points because that would almost double the uh, the the the, uh, the the performance of a Democrat in uh, that that running for that seat, but uh, he came within uh, two and change points of Cruz, which was pretty amazing. I mean, really amazing. Yeah, I'm not big on the guys. We did well because we lost bit though. That's just me. Well, I mean, yeah, okay. I, I, so I mean, I, the, when, the when, last person came within 16 plus. Yeah, but, but you know, one one of the things that always bothers me, if you will, it doesn't worry me, but it bothers me is when people are like, "Oh, that was really wonderful. We got almost there." Well, from my standpoint. That means that you're happy about getting almost there? No, you shouldn't be. Well, I mean... And it also leads you to what I keep seeing on Facebook these days, which is blaming these people for his loss. Oh, those people. Those people. Those people over there that I refuse to talk to. That that I vilified the entire time. And I'm like, you know, when you vilify people and you're running a campaign, they don't vote for you. Hmm, imagine that. And in That's fact, they weird. vote for the yeah. other person. Hmm, hmm. And, and so I'm like, now you're blaming <clears> them. <throat> it's not exactly a blame. <laughs> it's, it's like, it's what they were supposed to do, given well, your vilification. You know, so, Har- the, for instance, Harvey Milk, whenever he was running, he lost and lost. Um, and, you know, what you saw is every time he lost, he did a little better. He learned some things and adjusted. And hopefully... You know, if <sighs> I don't have great uh, confidence in the Democratic Party in Texas or nationally or anything, but, you know, hopefully they will learn a couple of things and, uh, you know, build upon that like Harvey Milk did. We will see. Yeah. And my concern with the bit of blaming others that had nothing to do with it, I mean, 
is that typically if you do that, you don't look and see what you did wrong or what you can do right. better. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's what really needs to happen. Uh, the other thing about it is, Beto has a lot of money left in his campaign. A whole lot of money. And, and so if he decides to do something else, he'll have a pretty good head start on it. Right. And I, I just before we close up, I think it's important to note that uh, Betsy Driver... Uh, as the first openly intersex male, uh, mayor. And uh, let's see, we had lots of uh, women, women winning. Uh, we had lots of LGBT people running and winning. And uh, lots of trans candidates, some winning, some not. Um, I, I know that there was the first uh, Vermont had uh, Christine Hallquist running in the as a uh, gubernatorial candidate. Um, there were a couple of trans folk elected in Alaska, and uh, we had the so-called bathroom bill. What was it Massachusetts? Uh, that was defeated and handily defeated. That wasn't a squeaker. More than two times as many people voted for trans protection than against it. That's saying something. And, and I think, you know, in general, if you look at it, this was a pretty good election for people who believe in equality. Hell, yes. Uh, we, we still have Donald Trump as president, unfortunately. Yeah. But I noticed that he's not even saying a whole lot about the House. <laughs> <laughs> because there's not much he can say that won't come back to bite him after the first of the year. And, and it'll be interesting to see if, if there, there can be some controls on what he does and then there should be able to be. So right. I, you know, I think it was a pretty good election. And, and there were three or four people that I really wish had won that didn't. Well, that's not bad. Right. I usually have hundreds of people. Exactly. Exactly. And, and, and the sweep of the judges here in Harris County, I look that's at it so this way. sweet. Just, just remember, this is Texas. Uh huh. And if we can get a major equality slate of judges elected mm-hmm. in Texas, yep. The rest of you need to get off your butt and do the same <laughs> yeah. thing. <laughs> and with that, I want to leave off our political discussion and go into history. Accessing archives. We have we have history. <laughs> we do. Have I thought history. we just started two years ago. <laughs> uh oh. Yes. There, there's an envelope of some sort being handed to me. Yes. Yes. So that was that came uh, uh, to the archive today. Um, and it's sealed. Should I open it? Yes. Yes. Please. Hopefully, it's so the we don't necessarily stuff. actually know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> You know, it it could be something horrible. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and you know, the part that worries me is that she's letting me open. It. <laughs> like I said, it could be something horrible. I don't know. <laughs> well, it says historical images. <laughs> ah, okay. So it, it's plastic and cardboard. That's great. Houston Chronicle Library. Yep. Did we steal this? We shouldn't. <laughs> we no, shouldn't. We, no, should, we shouldn't not. say on the air. And and essentially, these are Louis Don't Shoot T-shirts. Yes. 
So uh, for fo- folks who are not from the Houston area, we had I'm this. Just looking to see if I know any of these. Yes, people. <laughs> we probably do. So we had uh, a mayoral candidate uh, in, ni- in uh, '95 and '85 who was running, um, and that was the year of the so-called straight slate in Houston. We had it was basically the first iteration of what hero was going to be. That was that this. It was this. Like thing on the ballot that that was so progressive, it was the, simply the idea that the city of Houston, not all import, not not all imp- employers, but just the city of Houston, couldn't fire someone for being gay. So that was on the ballot, and and mind you, that was only for being gay. Yeah, we weren't even just touching gay. trans not, yet. Not trans, just gay. And so uh, the so-called straight slate uh, happened, and they were and they were asking people to basically vote for any uh, anybody who did not support LGBTQIA blah 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 equality, except we were all kind of gay at the time. So um, Louis Welch had a hot mic on and. Uh, I think we have an archival uh, copy of what he said, so we'll see if we can splice it in here. What it's designed to accomplish is to say once and for all that when people come in to apply for a city job that they cannot be quizzed about their private lawful sexual activities. We don't want any of this trash. The ordinance has widespread opposition, creating a strange alliance. The KKK, as well as many black ministers, bankers, doctors, and lawyers, have all campaigned to defeat the bill. Louis Welch, the mayor of Houston during the 60s and early 70s, represents the old guard and the unbridled growth of the oil boom days. You are just wonderful, and I'm so proud to have you on my team. Kathy Whitmire, the mayor of Houston for the last four years, is young and progressive and has appealed to the city's diverse, new, and upwardly mobile population. It's a Texas political shootout with the retired gunslinger Welch coming back to run the young upstart Whitmire out of town. But it's Whitmire's support of a gay rights referendum last January that prompted the good old boys to challenge the incumbent and bring back their man. Do we want to be another queer city like San Francisco? Or do we want to be the kind of city we love? Welch's supporters helped defeat the gay referendum, and the victory spawned a new political group, the Straight Slate which is running city council hopefuls under its banner. Welch, who has made morality his cornerstone issue, was recently criticized for shooting from the lip. Before a live television news interview, he was heard saying, off camera but on the air, that the way to solve Houston's AIDS problem was to, quote, shoot the queers. So that's Louie saying, retorting to what should we do about HIV saying we should just shoot the queers and the very Houston response to that was not to march in the streets or burn things down or anything we had we just like ridiculed the shit out of him (laughs) (laughs) and turned it into a fundraiser so uh everyone who wasn't batshit insane uh we had all of these Louis Don't Shoot t-shirts. And so everyone started, and this, this image 
that what ran in the Chronicle, and this is the original photograph, it's all of these queer people wearing all of these shirts saying, Louis, don't shoot, just hilariously laughing at the bigotry. And that was just such a beautiful response and such a Houston response. Yeah, totally. And, and you know, I hate to put it this way, but I'm going to go back to uh, politics and elections. Sure. Don't forget, same place that just elected judges that exactly. are totally 100% on our side. <laughs> Exactly. You know, and that and and that's kind of the Oh, and by the way, mayor's on our side too. Absolutely. And <laughs> you know, I mean yeah, it's it's kind of a trite saying, but you know, the whole thing about the arc of history bending towards equality, bending towards justice, it's true. You know, but only because tons and tons and tons and tons and tons of people are twerking it that way. Yes, absolutely. You just absolutely. let it go, and it'll go the other way because there's tons of people pushing it back the other way. Right, too. right. And so, do you have a sense of what the voter turnout was? It was huge. I have no clue what it was. Okay, uh, I haven't looked at the total. I had heard something. Now, I you know, I, this has not been fact-checked by me, so there's a huge asterisk by what I'm about to say. But I, I had heard that it, that voter registration was somewhere up near 45% or something in Texas as a whole. It was up by 45%. A up little over by 45 yeah. Okay. I okay. mean, we registered more voters than people could even imagine. Yes. Yeah. And... And, and, you know, you then have to get them out to vote. Right, right. Um, so, uh, you know, I think I said it last week. You know, the reality is that we will always suffer losses. We will always um, suffer setbacks. Those things will happen. Not every politician or cause that we want will um, get through the, the, this first time or even second time. But the reality is we have something the other folks don't have. We're fighting for our right to exist. They're fighting for whatever bullshit ideas they have in their head. We're fighting for our existence. You, you know, I, I get that. But a lot of them feel that they're fighting for their existence. And, I, you know, I've more than once said, asked people to explain that to me because ours, I can mm. e easily explain why I am fighting for my right to exist and why it is that I think I will cease to exist if they keep mm -hmm. doing the things they're doing. Right. They can't explain it. Well, no, they can't. They, they, it's, it's all this, like, <clears throat> I've noticed that there's this, uh, maybe I, I want to say evangelical, maybe I, I don't know, but it's the same people who are convinced that there is a war on Christmas, that, uh, that there's, you know, like white people are endangered, that, uh, you know, maleness is being watered down and sissified. It's those that kind of group. I don't want to raise a bunch of little sissies and queers in the back there. I'm going to raise some manly men who know how to get up and work hard and don't be in a permanent queer little sissy. But but I, I think the 
the whole thing when you start to get into politics and you, and you go the identity politics direction is you create a us and them, which means there's going to be a lot of really upset people on both sides and it's going to polarize people like crazy and make it much harder to work together on anything. Well, I think that's one of uh, the messages that really resonated for so, so many people about Beto's rhetoric um, about uh, togetherness and whoever you are, whether you're trans, whether you're white, black, whatever, pink, purple, you know, you know, equality and justice are my goals. You know, that's, that's what I'm there fighting for. That's what I want. I want to work with anyone, anyone, whether it's a Republican, independent, whatever, to achieve those goals, I'm willing to work with you. Um, and I think that that message really hit home for a lot of people. And I think that, I think Beto took a huge cue from uh, Obama's rhetoric because Obama's rhetoric was very much kind of geared towards appealing to that sentiment. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say that Obama uh, had always kept that up or Beto would have kept those promises or, or, or whatever, but it's a message that is very, very appealing to a lot of people. But, but there's a couple things with that. You know, to begin with, yes, I think that's a really good message. I think it would play well a lot of places. But Beto's staff and supporters didn't maintain that same <clears throat> message. Beto, uh, yeah. And, and, and there were lots of what I would consider identity direction attacks being made by Beto's campaign people. Can, can, yeah, and I think that this is important. So um, can you talk a little bit about your experience and the experience of the person you met at, at Beto's yeah, you know, and, campaign and, and, headquarters here? Yeah, and, and, and to begin with, I found out later this was not an unusual experience. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, there was a part, I, I was going to get a Beto sign, actually, two, mm -hmm. two Beto signs. Someone uh -huh. walked in with me. Um, we were treated very poorly. Okay. Uh, well, now, I, what do you mean by poorly? Like We they, were snubbed. We were basically spoken to talked down to we were we had terminals shoved at us and said fill this out she really objected because i suspect this person was a republican in mm -hmm. fact she said so before she left mm -hmm. she didn't want to be on mail list but she was going to support beto but beto's staff really did not treat her well or me. I didn't care. I'm supporting Beto. I know that mm. and had been along the way, but she really cared a lot. And and I think this bit of reaching out, um, we were both sort of tagged as not the people they were reaching out to, shall we right, say. Right, right. And, and, you know, I sort of took it as an anomaly and, in fact, talked to some of the Beto campaign people who also did, but then started finding out that this was not unusual. Mm. Now, Interestingly enough, um, I would categorize the people that, that, that were doing this as what I would consider the um, extremely liberal um, suburban whites, if you will, that, oh, that in, mm -hmm. in Beto's campaign, who were absolutely 100% sold on Beto's message, etc., but I think they were missing it a little bit. Mm. Uh, in addition, a lot of the attacks... Um, were made on non-democratic people mm -hmm. who, especially here in Houston, for instance, if you look at the counties just north of Houston, mm -hmm. those counties were not Very treated Republican. well and they weren't 
approached, if you will, by the Beto campaign mm-hmm. that cleanly. That happens to be the set of counties that put Ted Cruz back into office when you really get down to it. Right. And and so I, I think it, it's it's a good message. One of the problems is that uh, you got to make sure that your whole campaign, your volunteers stay on your exactly. message and understand how to execute it. Mm-hmm. I don't think they disagreed with it. I just think that, you know, some, sometimes the day-to-day execution of it gets lost, especially that, when you're fighting it. That goes back it. to when, when you were talking to Beto um, before he was really getting his campaign up and going, he was talking about, basically it seemed like his approach was to decide, well, I'm going to campaign where I know that I can turn out my base or whatever. I'm not going to t- target, you know, everyone. You know, I mean, essentially he was going to stay out of the cities initially. Yeah. And and he did start his campaign rule only, which is a really nice thing because a lot of people ignore rural Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's good, but you can't win without the cities. Right. I mean, Houston's really big. Yes. And Dallas is big and Austin's big. And, and you, you sort of have to have everything. Mm-hmm. And and I think, you know, that that was something that there were a lot of discussion about with, with mm-hmm. his, you know, campaign strategist, et cetera. And, and they did decide that, yes, they needed everyone, which mm-hmm. is a good thing. And and they came up a little bit short. And, uh, and the, but again, I, I, I have to stress for for losing, uh, you know, yes, he lost, uh, which was not a surprise to me. I was not shocked. I wasn't like, oh, my God, I'm in disbelief whenever he came up short. However, I was in disbelief that it was only by two points and some change. But, but see, I, I don't look at it that way. And I, I find it interesting how we talk about Beto losing. Mm-hmm. No, Cruz won. Sure. And, and you know, that that's a fact. So... What people need to look at is why did Cruz win, and then what could have, what could Beto have done otherwise? Well, what Cruz did was he took the suburbs just north of Houston and the Panhandle, mm. went in and basically played to their fears, their concerns, etc. Yes. And he did it very, very consistently. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's where his votes came from. That's where his entire yeah. margin came from. Yeah, I mean, he he had the big rally here in Houston with uh, the Trumpster. Um, I, I guess his thought was maybe if there's a big rally here, it'll, it'll like make it bump up his numbers a little bit. Mostly from what I saw, it pissed off everybody because it fucked up traffic here and didn't change anything. Well, I, mean, I mean, Houston is very much. Uh, I mean, if you look at the election numbers, it, it didn't have a whole lot of effect, positive no. or negative. I think I honestly think they had the rally because Trump decided to come to probably. Houston. Yeah. <laughs> and and mm-hmm. so everybody showed up. But uh, the. And it may have affected some of the people just north of Houston that were the heavy areas, but Cruz didn't win Houston. I mean, Harris County didn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. It was pretty much a Beto direction. Yeah, and, and uh, yeah. Fort Bend was not uh, a, a Cruz. It wasn't a Trump. You know, there's a lot of areas around in this general uh, vicinity, uh, if you're going south, that are fairly strong democratic holds uh except as you said north it's north of houston that uh needs a lot of outreach right and and that really i don't think was done as well as it might have been done Mm -hmm. because the houston area people were vilifying 
those folks a lot. Hmm. Uh, you know, it, it and that that's the problem again when you get into identity politics. It creates two sides, if you mm-hmm. will, as mm-hmm. opposed to something that you can come together. And and you know, I, I think one of the the big things about it though is so what happens next? Mm-hmm. Well, we have a legislature that's going to start meeting in January. It's the uh-huh. way it works in Houston. You're either running for office if you're in, if you're a legislature, uh-huh. you're either running for office or in session. Yes, <laughs> and, exactly. And Texas, you know, it's just that way. Um, you know, this one will probably have a whole bunch of bills come up that are interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Senate is still going to be pretty much the way it is instead of uh, all the votes being 22-11 against anything that we particularly like. Mm-hmm. Uh, there'll probably be more, you know, four or five votes one way or the other. I, I wasn't even looking at the Senate because there's no way that uh, mm-hmm. Democrats are going to take it. And the House, on the other hand, is a little bit more Democratic than it was before. Mm-hmm. The key is to start getting ready for 2020 and the House election because if the Democrats can actually take the House in Texas, Mm -hmm. then they get to do the redistricting their way. That's right. And I wish I thought that would mean that we would have reasonable redistricting. I I don't. And I wish it would, too. Because what I think is it'll just be gerrymandered the other direction. It, It would be nice if... I, I've heard some some people come up with um, so so called nonpartisan citizen uh, groups and stuff, but I just I mean, how do you? Several states pass that, right? I just don't believe that it will ever occur because yeah. there's too many politics in it. Exactly. And, exactly, and yes, okay, you have people who are not in office that you put on a commission. Well, who appoints them? Uh, exactly, and, and I just don't know how you can take political wrangling out of all of that stuff uh i just don't i I don't know you could edict it from some place and say it's going to be completely computer done and then the folks who are writing the program will be bribed (laughs) like you wouldn't believe and and away we go you know i mean it it's just something that i think we're stuck with it i just wish they'd make them somewhat square if you will (laughs) yeah just blocks (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it, it you know because it, 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 it should be rectilinear in most ways, <laughs> unless you're running by a river, in which case, sure, right. I can see one side of the river and the other, and that. Right. But but there should be some semblance to it. Like we we have um, congressional districts, for instance, here in Houston that completely circle the city. <laughs> it's like a ring <laughs> district or something, and they don't connect it at the bottom for some strange reason. But you know, but yeah, re- redistricting is going to be the biggest thing coming up, I think, in 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, not to mention that we'll have a presidential election, so that that should cause yeah. everybody else you to pay. You know, so uh, so bef- so go ahead. But well, I was going to say before we take a break or anything, I wanted to uh, say, uh, you know, uh, something has changed for me personally um, from last week to this. Something really huge has happened in my life. Um, I uh, sat down and did a lot of thinking and uh, talked to a couple of people and I decided to get insurance. Health insurance. (laughs) That should be interesting. (laughs) I did. And in fact, I did get insured through the ACA 
so-called Obamacare. And if you go to the Trans Advocate right now, you will see a banner that gives you a countdown for the days that enrollment lasts until it's cut off prematurely because Trump administration has uh, shortened it. Um, that, that's They shortened it to prove that not too many people were getting it. Yes. So, what you do to prove that is you make it even harder. Yes, exactly. And uh, to prove that insurance is just going to go up, you destable insurance market confidence by threatening to withhold payments and stuff like Trump did. But even so, even after all of that, it's still there. And I, I can tell you that every insurance uh, policy that I looked at, not one, had any trans exclusions. Not one. Gee, that doesn't sound like what some of the rumors are. Well, I, I'm, I'm telling you, not one. And the policy that I got does not have any trans exclusions. So if you go to the trans advocate, you will see a countdown for the, the remaining days that you have and a link to uh, healthcare.gov. Just click on that and it will take you through the process of getting started. Now, I will tell you that in states that did not uh, agree to expand Medicaid, um, I guess Medicare, since it's a state, um, since they didn't, they, they refused to extend it to poor folk, um, you will need to, um, I will say, Google uh, the income threshold, because if you are too poor, you just get to not have any help with your insurance. So if you make below the, the, the poverty limit where you would have been covered by Medicare, yeah, uh, Medicaid, me- Medicaid, Medicaid, yes, yeah. uh, you then, um, because your state did not expand that, you will not have insurance. So I would encourage people to investigate and kind of look at what, uh, what the facts are around it. And certainly, if, if you don't have insurance, get insured. It's a good thing. I, I'm telling you. I mean, uh, I went, you know, working, not working. I went years without insurance and whenever i finally got insurance and got to see a doctor like oh i got sick and the idea of oh i'm sick and i will go to a doctor imagine that and oh and and the doctor gave me a prescription i i can go get a prescription film my god this is magic you know that's that's well, of a fantastic. That doesn't mean you're going to get well. Just saying, <laughs> <laughs> but that's a fantastic feeling. And um, depending on uh, the the assistance that you get through the ACA, you may not pay anything for your coverage. That means that you will have no like you won't have to pay any monthly policy charge at all. It depends. Like, maybe that's uh, not the best option for you. Maybe you need uh, to see a doctor fairly regularly. Maybe it's going to cost you $50 a month. But seriously, most people can handle $25 or even $50 a month, even in our community. So give yourself that chance. I really encourage you to go to healthcare.gov and check it out. If you're trans, intersex, or genderqueer, and are a victim of a disaster, we can help with our Trans Disaster Relief Fund, 
And if you're going to college, university, or trade school, you can apply for one of our scholarships. Located in Houston, Texas, we hold weekly support group meetings and run the only community-owned transgender archive that's open to the public. If you'd like to learn more about any of this, just go to transadvocate.com. All right, so we're back. And uh, now, since we've done the election, uh, we've come through that. Uh, We have a check on some of the power out there. So... And, and, oh, and, and by the way, we do have more elections coming up. They're yes. always coming. Yes, so yes, you know. yes. And so if you are one of those people who have still not registered, God damn it, register. <laughs> register and vote. Unless you're going to vote for the wrong people. In which case, That's right. And, and, Kate, and that, But, I, I, you know, if you're listening to our so, podcast, I'm sure you're the right kind of voter, right? So, so, yeah, okay. So so for most of the people in this country, probably around the world, mm-hmm. uh, we're in sort of like the massive holiday seasons now. Uh, I'm sorry. You've offended me. Good. It's Christmas. It's Christmas, and I was you talking are about part Thanksgiving. of the war against Christmas. I was talking I, about Thanksgiving. I, I, oh, oh, okay. Well, okay. Wait, I'm not, I'm not to that other one yet. You, you said holidays, so I'm offended. I have an asymmetric haircut, and I want to see your manager right now and i think that would be wonderful thank (laughs) god i don't work no (laughs) so so you know with 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 all these holidays coming up i'm really curious uh how how people react to it given all of the other stuff with politics Hmm. because we've had so many people go into politics and and you know Hmm. me personally the holidays i celebrate generally are fourth of july and thanksgiving the rest uh, you can have them i don't really care what about halloween I don't celebrate Halloween. It's just sort of like it's too much like every day. Uh, I think there's a song about that. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, 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 it's sort Halloween of like... Halloween is... I think that's... You know, with Halloween, of, like if I go shopping Halloween, people are like, well, now, are you getting this for Halloween? I'm like, no, I get it to wear every day. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, okay. So I don't care if it's that. a weird mask. We're, 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 where we do our podcast, if you look around, I happen to like masks. <laughs> there's probably 40 or 50... <laughs> Oh, why? <laughs> They're everywhere. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, that's just normal stuff. I don't really consider it special. But, but you know, those are really my two holidays. And, and it's interesting because I've thought about it. And in the others, you know, I will participate, but I don't really care. And, and, and I've thought about it over the years. And, and it's like, those are the ones that are sort of generic. One of them, you blow things up. The other one, you eat. <laughs> well, I, I got to say, I, I think that... <sighs> Especially for listeners who are, let's say, rather new, uh, new-ish to activism, to politics, whatever. Perhaps you were swept up by the resistance and you put all of your time and energy and effort and tweets and everything into, you know, this this political uh, moment and, you know... Perhaps some of your people didn't win, and maybe that's a bummer. And perhaps you're listening to people who are going, oh, well, that wasn't a blue wave. That you know, who are poo-pooing and shitting on, you know, this awesome stuff that happened just recently. Um, and then you're going into 
Thanksgiving, the so-called family holiday where you sit down with, you know, your cousin Bubba and, you know, your uncle Jethro, who uh, just got through listening to Rush Limbaugh and uh, have uh, Fox News on 24-7. They just can't wait to get you there at their table to talk to you about how wrong you are. But, but, but see, my big thing is that's why I cook for Thanksgiving. <laughs> Um, and, and I've, I don't consider those folks family. And mm. once I stopped considering those folks family, my life got drastically better. <laughs> I consider them acquaintances and the people that I like to hang out with family. Now, you know, that is up to me to decide who, you know, I, that reminds me of a story. I have this friend, um, who she had transitioned. She had struggled so hard with her family and her family were just all pieces of shit. I mean, they played so many games with her, and they demanded that if she's going to come to this family gathering, she shall not be herself. She shall be this person who they wanted her to be. And uh, they gave her an ultimatum that unless they, unless she is who they say she must be, she is not welcome. And her partner said to you, that is such a gift. I was just thinking, they, that's a wonderful thing. You just they say, gave got you it. freedom. Exactly. You, they told, they've just told you, you can stop trying to appease them. You can stop trying to be whoever you think is going to make them love you. You because can just won't work. give it up. And be yourself. And, and, and you know, and, and in that situation, don't even talk to them. I mean, don't say, oh, I'm not going to be. Just, just go do something and, fun. Right. So for what, what she I guess did, you could go some really fun place and send them pictures. <laughs> yeah. She, so what her, her revenge was like going off and living her fantastic life and enjoying it. Exactly. I mean... <laughs> that, that's always been my view. <laughs> it's sort of like, no, you don't want me there as me, so you don't get me. That's right. <laughs> of course, I guess you could take the approach of saying, okay, I understand all the rules, and, you know, I'll bring the turkey. <laughs> and then say, couldn't live by your rules. Sorry, you don't have any turkey. <laughs> Of course, that would be sort of mean, but sort of fun. <laughs> I only work once, but that's all you need it to work. Well, so, okay, so what would you say to folks who, uh, you know, are still in that process of figuring out how their family dynamic is going to work, what their family is going to look like, uh, you know, dealing with family during the holidays. I, I swear, if you go to a trans support group, this topic is going to turn up yeah, about this time everywhere. of the and, year. And the real key is that none of us really want to deal with reality, but you need to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And if reality is that your family's confused but supportive and maybe has some questions, then great. Yep. Deal with that. Mm -hmm. If, on the other hand, your family's never going to change their opinion, they're never going to accept you, they're going to do nothing but put you down, don't deal with that until you're very solidly mm. comfortable mm. with who you are. Because mm. you really aren't equipped to do it, and they'll sense the weakness and just attack. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it, Push it, all kinds of buttons. It's what they do. They know where all the buttons are because mm -hmm. they've been around you forever. And it's like, you know, just go do something that supports you. 
Right. And, you know, if if you want to reclaim this season and want to, like, get into what, you know, what you have to be thankful for and grateful for and, you know, community is really good about that. And even if where you live, you don't have community, but you have some place where you can serve chicken, I mean, chicken, turkey (laughs) or tofurkey to folks who wouldn't otherwise have something like that. You know, it's a great way to give back uh, and be part of community, even if you're trans. Well, yeah, I mean, one, I mean, one of the things I do, I like to cook. Mm -hmm. I cook a full Thanksgiving dinner. Mm -hmm. I invite people. I honestly appreciate, I like having the people I invite around me. Mm -hmm. If they can't come or don't show up, that's fine. Mm -hmm. I'm still cooking Mm -hmm. a full Thanksgiving dinner because I just like it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, it's sort of like I had an election watch party and people were surprised because we had all sorts of neat munchies and they're like, wow, you have lots of stuff. I'm like, I like to cook. And once I start, you know, it it just keeps going. In fact, the funniest part was I forgot to serve the brownies. So I have lots of brownies right now. You, you should take some. <laughs> I have plenty. Alexis is trying to give me her special brownies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, and, and that, that always happens. There's always something that I'm like, oh, wait, I forgot I had this too. But, but you know, the key is that that's sort of the positive for me. And, and you know, and I get all my comfort food that way because mm-hmm. I cook it. Well, you know, that, but that's the thing. Transition for in so many dimensions is about one's own agency, body autonomy and making decisions for yourself and kind of de- figuring out who you are and how you want to live your life. And uh, this this season kind of puts all that to the test. You know, if you have va- boundaries they will probably be tested. And if you, uh, you know, if you aren't clear on what's supportive and worthy of your time, you'll probably get some clarity about this time of year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so. and, and But the key is, just just accept the facts as facts. Yes, I mean, exactly. Denial wow. denial Ex- is what gets you in trouble. Reality. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I know it's difficult. <laughs> but no, I want it to be different. And if I just keep on trying to make them love me, they will love me, right? And if I buy them some better Christmas presents, they're right. like, yeah, now, then, now I'm on Christmas. Then they'll you know. love me, right? Yeah, because no, that's they won't. how it works, right? <laughs> and, and you know, and, it, and it's like you know. If, if you are saving money for transition, mm-hmm. then expensive Christmas presents aren't the best place to spend it for people that hate your guts. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and put you down every time. Now, that's just my opinion. <laughs> but, oh, you're being selfish, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I am. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, I've never said I wasn't, you know, and it, it's sort of like, wait a minute, you do nothing but harangue me mistreat me uh-huh. and do everything you try can to make me feel bad to make me and feel suicidal bad and, and all and, that and, stuff and, and i'm worried about getting you a great present <laughs> right. i don't think so <laughs> in fact you know maybe you could sort of give them a present and tell them that you know you you were going to buy them something but you're putting it toward your transition <laughs> i'm sure they would appreciate that wonderfully <laughs> I'm going to name this part of my anatomy after you. I want you to know that. Yeah. It's like I'll put a little note. I'll tattoo a little note saying courtesy of. <laughs> Ooh, this is getting bad, but it's sort of the way I think. But yeah, I mean, the, so I was raised to think being selfish 
uh, is bad. Just carte blanche, anything selfish uh, is bad. And that's a fallacy. Like, yeah, I can be selfish, self-centered, and self-absorbed and be a total dick and make my life and the lives of everyone else around me miserable. Uh, But there is then the kind of reasonable selfishness where, gee, I'm not a doormat. I have boundaries. I kind of figure out what's right and true for me and that I, I have compassion for my own needs and the needs of others. And if the truth is that my presence is going to disrupt my redneck family's uh, dinner, you know, and them watching football or whatever they're going to do, and I'm going to walk away feeling terrible, then the best thing for me personally and for them is to give myself the time and space to have a nice uh, Thanksgiving dinner with people who care about me. And that's and so that's been my Thanksgiving tradition. I don't go around people who are shitheads. Right. <laughs> and, and, you know, once I started doing that, life really got better right. around the holiday. You know, I... I you know, I, I have a tendency to be a little bit depressed coming into the holidays and, and the uh, family dinners would mm-hmm. usually take it all the way down to the bottom. Well, it doesn't go down anymore for those. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, you know, the biggest thing is just take care of yourself. And, mm-hmm. and, and actually, I wasn't thinking about it this way until Kristen just said it, but you should be really selfish in taking care of yourself. Yes, absolutely. And, and people who are like, well, you're being selfish because you aren't going out and killing yourself on my behalf. <laughs> right. Exactly. Oh, gosh. I'm sorry. Yes. Oh, I'm so that's selfish. not okay. No. <laughs> you know, I mean, because that, that's sort of the way it comes out a lot of times. Yeah. It's selfish uh, to, you know, spend some time during the season thinking about the things that you have autonomy over and that you and the choices that you have and the path that you're walking and the things that are good and uh, life giving and life sustaining all of those things are great and it's great to do that but equally what's also great about this time of year is you have a choice of not putting yourself in a situation that's going to make you suicidal. Well, I I will say that for a lot of our listeners do. Some of our listeners don't have that choice because perhaps they're in the closet. Perhaps they're they're still living at home. Perhaps they're too young to do things like that. Um, You know, and for those people, what I can say is that what I did before I was 18 and all of that kind of stuff, the way that I managed that was uh, having some friends that I could rely on, you know, doing my duty to my family and then getting the hell out of there or talking to people. At the time, I didn't have cell phones. They didn't have cell phones. I would get on the phone, you know, and get in the closet, literally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a different type. Yeah, yeah, for privacy yeah, yeah, and talk. Yeah, the, the, this goes into the discussion of the number of people who don't know that phones frequently had cords that <laughs> yes, you couldn't exactly. disconnect. <laughs> We, we got into that discussion a few weeks ago on something I was doing. And it's like, you know, they don't understand that phones used to be attached to the wall to the or wall. sitting on a table. <laughs> and, and it had to be attached somewhere. But, yeah. But, you know, the biggest thing is take care of yourself. Exactly. And, and if it starts to feel, you know, like you aren't, then, you know, 
there's a lot of helplines around. Yes, you know, there you are. Want to call and that sort of stuff. Because the holidays, yeah, they're you know better or worse for for some people, but uh, frequently our community. It, it's not the best time of year. And the thing I'm looking at right now for the holidays is that, wow, we're about to have a whole lot of really unbelievably good judges in Houston. Yes, believe, <laughs> yes, exactly. And I will say this. Here's my communist rant for the day. You know, our society is set up to glorify uh, the lie that there's the perfect family and the perfect family circumstance, and it can all be yours for the low, low price of X or Y. If you had the, the right house, the right job, the right sexy partner, the right you know car, the right cologne, the right clothes, the right location, the right this or that that you can buy, and somehow it'll all be okay, and that's a fucking lie. So I should stop ordering from Amazon <laughs> expecting my life to get wonderful? Yes, that's not <laughs> but, how that works but, but they deliver it same day now <laughs> you know it's like i can order now and have it before it's dark outside <laughs> so comrades you know the the best way that i've found to deal with the holidays is to think uh spend just a little bit of time not it doesn't take a long time maybe 10 minutes with a journal or whatever if i'm trying to figure out about what to do about the holidays the thing is for a lot of us, we need to have a plan. If I don't have a plan and I'm just stumbling around and I wind up being someplace that ruins my life for the next six weeks, six months, that's not a good plan. Sit down, think about ways to care for myself, given the things that my limitations that are in reality, what are my choices? And, um, you know, it's always good to have people... Um, that you can call and talk to um, whenever things get hairy. And sometimes we don't have a choice about things getting hairy. Sometimes we do need to have conversations with people who will agree to be there. And so before Thanksgiving, if you know that things are, might be a little rough, it might be good to reach out to someone and say, hey, I've got to do X, Y, and Z. And I know this is not going to feel particularly good. Would you mind if I just check in afterwards? And, and, and part of it, too, is if uh, they find it somewhat humorous, don't take that as a negative. Hmm. You know, because frequently someone will call me and say, you know, I got to go with my family, et cetera. And, and I'll start chuckling. I'm like, oh, this is going to suck, right? <laughs> but it's not a negative. I'm on your side here. It's like, oh, well, my God, you know, here we go. But yeah, I mean, we, we've all been there. I think that if you're trans, you get at least one holiday season that you learn from. You're like, ow, oh, this hurt my gut. I never want to do this again. And, yeah. And, and, you know, and. You're trapped. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, you know, you go to a Thanksgiving family dinner, you're stuck. You know, yeah, you can stomp out and leave, but even then they'll chase you down sometimes. Right. It seems like. they'll, they'll be calling you, what, what's wrong with you? And well, how could you do this to us? And all that kind of shit. And they're ignoring what they've just Done been doing. You. You know? Exactly. <laughs> but, 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 you know, that, that, that's the interesting thing of family. You know, you don't really get to choose them. You're stuck with them. <laughs> That's right. Which is why a lot of people keep saying the trans community isn't a community, it's a family. We're all stuck because <laughs> we just ended up this way. 
So if you are in Houston, I know uh, H, uh, not H, Tuck, uh, HTGA, uh, that, that is the Monday night meeting. We have for the last 20 plus years had a uh, Thanksgiving dinner. Um, my assumption is that they will have it again this year as kind of, it's always been just kind of a potluck thing. Yeah, you, um, usually the week before Thanksgiving. Yeah. Uh, if, if you're going to be in Houston, uh, there is an HTGA Facebook group. Um, you know, uh, it, it's a private group, so you have to request to join. Uh, just let them know that, uh, you know, you're looking for support. Uh, you're not a creeper. <laughs> and, and uh, you know, uh, let them know that you're asking about the holiday dinner. Um, and I'm, I'm sure that you can get information about that and probably join the group. There's also a Trans Houston group on Facebook uh, that has information about just about all stuff going on in Houston that's trans. Um, so you, you have options if you're in the Houston area. And I bet if you are an area that has more than a thousand people, there's probably another trans person somewhere yeah. <laughs> in your area. <laughs> probably, certainly. Yeah. And, and, and in Houston, there's a bunch of different things that go on around mm-hmm. the holidays. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it, it, basically, you need to take care of yourself during the holidays. And, and, you know, that goes for people that aren't trans, too, mm-hmm. actually. That's right. Because I know people who aren't trans who their biggest dread of the year is they're having to go to the family <laughs> yeah. event, shall we say. I won't even call it a whatever. But, right, right. And I it's mean, like, well, have you ever thought about not going? And they're like, oh, that'd be horrible. And I'm like, you're sounding like our community. <laughs> I mean, how many people, how many movies have been made on this theme right now? You know, oh, yeah. people not wanting to go to the family Thanksgiving you know, thing. I wonder what would happen. And, and, you know, I, I don't have that option. I wonder what would happen if you just sort of brought someone with you who's going to do the movie of the event. <laughs> you know, you can do the movie of people just being the way they are. If that would change the way they actually act, if it's being recorded. I'm just curious now that so, I'm thinking about it. So um, besides this uh, Thanksgiving, are there any other upcoming events or anything? Uh I mean, we're going to have lots of events right after the first of the year. Um, right. Because every one of the politicians that won has a swearing in. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> and someone was noting the fact that they were going to be spending a lot of time in January. Yes. <laughs> with the civil and criminal courts buildings because of all the swearing ins. Well, and, and that's true. I yeah. will say this, uh, going back to the politics thing. If you've noticed, we've really not mentioned Trump much. Um, and that's great. And part of the reason why I love having a check on Trump is that maybe I won't have to think about him as often once there's a check on him after uh, after the first. But um, my my assumption is that for the next couple of months, he's going to be horrible and all kinds oh, of stuff. He's already started acting yeah. out. I mean, when bullies get challenged and they lose, uh, they just go crazy. And, yeah. and, you know, he's doing the pout and act out routine. I, 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 so regardless of how much I, I choose to watch or not watch, he's going to do what he's going to do. And especially if you're trying to manage your stress level through the holidays, you know, adding Trump's antics, and all of the bullshit that he's going to be doing for the next couple of months on top of it, you have a choice about that. You know, 
you can choose to turn that button down. And the reality is that, you know, come the first of the year, things will change. Then, things then it will gets change. But, but see, one of the things that I find really funny, I have to say this, and, and you know, Sessions was not my favorite person. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, I was really unhappy about Sessions being Attorney General. But now... I'm pretty unhappy that Trump fired him. <laughs> and I'm like, no, this shouldn't be this way. I should be happy that Trump fired him. Exactly. It's, it's like but if, 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 I, if I found out that Trump was not going to be president tomorrow, I'd be like, yay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because, you know, Sessions was unknown. He was basically, he did the right thing, recusing himself from all the investigations. Right, he followed the law there. And, and that, and I just don't believe the next person will. <laughs> so, uh, having said all of that, you have a, you have some choices. You, we do know that we have some checks and balances coming up at, at the first of the year. Celebrate that. You know, don't, you know, don't listen to your Eeyores in your life who can't, you know, Look at the success that we had and recognize it as a success and build upon that. You know, you have a choice about those Eeyores in your life. You can turn their volume down, too. (laughs) You know, this may have been the most positive election for our community that I've ever been around. Mm -hmm. And and again, there's some people that I really wish had won that didn't. But when I look at it, we really, really, really got rid of a bunch of anti-trans people and replaced them with very pro-trans yes. people. I mean, I, again, how many trans how many trans websites, podcasts, YouTube channels or whatever can look and say, "Oh yeah, you know, that judge, yeah, we've known him for decades and uh you know hey we're you know we're you know he just contacted us to say blah 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 and oh yeah that state representative yeah we just had him on you know we were talking to him before he ever just really committed to doing this we were like yeah you know you should run you know yeah and and i look at it this way you know how many how many of the new judges cell phones do i have number wise and and it's like most of them As I said, my biggest concern is if I need a lawyer, they're all judges now. Again, again, I want to hit home how delicious it is to think about the pain and angst that Stephen Hotze and Woodfull and all of that crew is going through right now looking at the judges here in Harris County. It's just delicious. And I am going to enjoy every bit of it and every Eeyore that's out there telling me oh it wasn't a real blue wave can just suck it i mean seriously take that shit somewhere else and and and, you know my thing is if it wasn't a blue wave in your county why wasn't it because it wasn't our county exactly (laughs) in texas it was a blue wave here in texas exactly and as we've talked about you know you can get involved with your political process there in your community. You can. You have that choice. Just because you happen to be transgender, queer, whatever, you can get involved. And and not everyone will agree with you, even every, sure. even the people that are, quote, on your side. Mm-hmm. It, but that's the way it works. It's, it's called, gosh, let, let's band together and get better people. Build bridges. Yeah, exactly. Cultivate candidates. Exactly. So... 
you know, I guess if anything, I, I want to encourage people to not feel hopeless, to take joy where they can find it. Because my God, what happened this election was a massive big deal. And for me personally, and for my community, it was an enormous deal. And it's going to make like how many lives are going to be changed now because they can go get their name and gender changed done. I'll give you an even better one. I mean, the person that sent us the note, Mm -hmm. he's a probate court judge. That means he gets to look at all the stuff that happens when you die. All the family court judges Mm -hmm. that wouldn't allow adoption for our community. Uh, they're gone. Yeah. How how much joy, how many families, how much good is going to be created by what just happened? That's good stuff. That Those are things to be grateful for and to celebrate. And yes, there's going to be Eeyores and there's going to be Trump doing what they do. But the reality is... We have choices about where we're going to put our attention and where we're going to spend our time over this holiday. And it's okay for me to be selfish. It is. It's okay for me to be selfish, to acknowledge my needs and to honor my needs and to have boundaries. Those things are okay. And, you know, if you live someplace where you've had absolutely no positives in in this entire election... Oh, I'm sorry, but all I can say is if you're in the United States, um, House of Representatives is mm-hmm. going to be a check on Trump. That's, Absolutely. That's a really big that's positive, That's a huge too. thing. That's a huge thing. All the anti-trans stuff that Trump has been trying to do, all of that stuff that he's been trying to systematize, we will have a check on that. And, and you know, you, I know people are like, well, how do you know that? Um Robin was helping people at the polls and, and doing a bunch of stuff. And a very senior U.S. representative came up to her and said, you know, that stuff that Trump's doing, we've got this. We've got you covered. Now, this wasn't Robin going running her down or anything. Mm-hmm. This was Sheila Jackson Lee coming up and, and saying hi to Robin and just telling her. Well, I want to leave the podcast on this note. Uh, so I, I want to kind of link in people's mind cause and effect so oh wait 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 this sounds like you're dealing with facts again yeah so we had here in texas a really good outcome politically that's not happened in every county everywhere but certainly here in harris county we did can i ask you out of the effort that you did how many voters can you think of that you helped get to the polls well, we, and we being the in-voter stuff that several of us did and all mm-hmm. like that, um, between close to 500 that were new voters that we met at the polls to make mm-hmm. sure they were comfortable and, and those sorts of things. I don't know how many people looked at the cards and stuff we put out, but we had over 3,000 downloads. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and, and we started late. We, we didn't, in fact, we weren't going to do anything for another six months for the city elections, but then all of a sudden we're like, oh no, we're going to go do this. <laughs> like everything else is like, oh darn. <laughs> so, I mean, there's something to be said for deciding, you know, okay, we need to get jump into the game, doing it, and being able to produce voters out to the polls to vote. Now, we did first some... T- first we did- time... Yeah, almost all the voters that that we saw 
had never voted before. Mm-hmm. And a bunch of them that, that, you know, I met at the polls and they were all comfortable and they came, like, after they voted, they felt really good. And almost all of them got on their phones and were calling friends and telling them to come up here and vote. <laughs> so I have no idea what the secondary part was. But, <laughs> but you know, it was the type of thing that you, they were hearing all these scary things and they were worried about them and they found out mm-hmm. that's not true. Now, there were some polling places in town where voters were being harassed. And my uh-huh. only comment was, don't go there. Right. You know, and in, in, in Houston, uh, you can vote any place in your county, or you could, except for election day and early voting. Right. This was early voting. So, you know, that happened. But the other thing that we did that it's a little bit different, and that is we made sure not to attack people who were pushing the same thing we were. Hmm. I mean, a lot of groups, you look, and, and they're like 90% the same. They're all progressive. They're all for equality, and they're attacking each other. And it's like, <laughs> wait, what are y'all doing? Yeah. <laughs> if you've been involved with progressive politics, you know this well. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and we were very careful to be adding to as opposed to attacking. Exactly. <laughs> because it's like, wait, I, I don't care why they go vote the right way. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I just want them to go vote. Yeah, and so uh, I want to end by saying thank you, thank you, thank you to all of our Patreon supporters because you make this show go. You make sure that we have the resources to be able to pay for the server space, for the website, to host all of the uh, the various podcasts and to get those downloaded on the various uh, platforms, uh, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, etc. Um, we're able to pay our writers for their work we get to support the various divisions and other countries who are trying to uh, support LGBTQIA equalities but specifically trans and intersex equality even in Brazil the, the, that being able to support that kind of work is comes from you and so even if you're giving just one dollar a month thank you Thank you. I really appreciate that. And, uh, you know, I, I gotta say, thank you. We wouldn't be here without you. Thanks for listening to another edition of the Trans Advocate Podcast. We are a project of the Transgender Foundation of America, a 501c3 nonprofit organization. Your support makes what we do possible. Resistance means nothing without supporting elected officials who won't attack trans, intersex, and queer children in our schools. They can't vote, so you're going to have to do it for them. If you live in the U.S. and are not registered to vote, we can help you with that at our site. Register and vote, no matter what. The Trans Advocate Podcast was produced by Kristen Williams. All rights reserved. The Trans Advocate is a project of the Transgender Foundation of America, a 501c3 nonprofit. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast do not necessarily reflect those of the Trans Advocate or the Transgender Foundation of America.